On today's episode, the Rockford Icehogs fall to the Chicago Wolves in Game 1, losing 6-2 at the All-State Arena. The Minnesota Wild were also knocked out of the Stanley Cup playoffs last night, officially ensuring that the Blackhawks will not have a first-round pick in the 2022 NHL Draft. Plus, a couple of Blackhawks put together a strong showing for Team USA in the opening game of the 2022 IIHF World Championship. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Friday, May 13th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2. Or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please go and show some support first by following the podcast, which will only take a quick couple of seconds. Literally just a quick click of the button will help me out tremendously. Go and leave the show five stars if you like what you're hearing today as well. And if you're tuning in through Apple Podcasts or through Spotify, and feel free to leave me a review. I always greatly appreciate getting feedback from my tremendous listeners out there. And best of all, it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. It's all 100% for free. And if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then you got to be sure to go head on over to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. Because from here on out, folks, each and every episode is going to have a video version attached to it as well. So if you haven't done so yet, please go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. Go and smash the like button for me down below. And also be sure to turn on those push notifications so that you can be notified when the latest episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, good afternoon, everyone. And as always, thank you all for tuning into another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks and for making the show your first listen here to start off your day. To open things up, let's get into game one of the second round series between the Rockford Icehogs and the Chicago Wolves, which took place last night at the Allstate Arena. And it was a tough showing for the Rockford Icehogs. They came out and had a pretty decent start jumping ahead one to nothing with a breakaway goal from Lucas Reichel. But from then on out, it, it was all Wolves the rest of the way. They went on to pot six unanswered goals. Evan Barrett would go on to make this interesting, nah, not even make things interesting. He would go on to add a goal uh, in the third period to make it six to two, but that ended up being the final score as the Ice Hogs fall in game one to the Chicago Wolves. Game two, is going to be coming on Saturday night once again at the Allstate Arena, and your boy is going to be in attendance, which I'm super excited for. Uh, I, I haven't been to an AHL game in years, but uh, with Allstate Arena being so close and the two Illinois teams battling with each other here in the second round of the AHL playoffs, just seems like a perfect opportunity to go and buy a cheap ticket, sit in the 100 levels right by the glass, and watch some uh, postseason hockey, even though it's not 
NHL playoff hockey, of course. Um, but what I wanted to really start off the episode with today was the lineup decisions from Ice Hogs head coach Anders Sorensen last night, because once again, he stuck with the same lineup that we saw in each of the two games of the playing series against the Texas Stars, meaning that Andre Altibarmakian and Nicholas Bodan were once again held out of the lineup. But in the past couple of days for Altibarmakian, we did learn from Scott Powers of The Athletic, who always does such a great job. We did learn that Altibarmakian missed the first two games of that play-in series due to an injury. So with him not being back in there last night, once again, I'm going to guess that that's still hindering him and keeping him from being in the lineup. Because if he were, if he were healthy, I really believe that he'd be playing up on that top line with Lucas Reichel and Michael Tepley because those three played tremendous together down the final few weeks of the regular season. And after Alti Barmakian really struggled in the first half, he kind of turned his season around with his play there uh, in the final couple of weeks. So tough to see that Alti Barmakian still wasn't able to go last night. We don't really have an update on what his timeline is or even the injury that he's dealing with. Um, but, you know, hopefully he'll be getting better here sometime soon and just maybe he'll be able to crack the lineup for the Ice Hogs uh, for game two against Chicago on Saturday because they certainly could use a little bit more offense. Uh, they were kind of stymied for the most part last night. The, the Wolves are, are just a deeper and superior team. I know the Ice Hogs had a lot of success against them in the regular season, but uh, if you go and look at this roster that the Wolves put out on the ice. I mean, it makes sense why they were by and large the top team in the AHL this year. And they got some veteran players who have played and spent plenty of time in the NHL throughout their careers. A guy like Stefan Nason, who scored two goals last night. Josh Levo, who's the uh, alternate captain. He's a former Toronto Maple Leaf, former NHLer as well. Uh, they have a pretty good and deep and veteran team, whereas compared to the Ice Hogs, as I've talked about on the show here in the past week or two, they have the fourth youngest roster in the entire AHL. So this is a tough battle for them going up against the Wolves head-to-head. -head. They're definitely out-experienced, uh, but hopefully the youth will provide some energy uh, and give the team a big spark for Game 2 so they can at least head back to the BMO for Game 3 with this series even uh, evened up at one apiece. Also out of the lineup last night, Nicholas Bodan once again, continues to be a healthy scratch. And that makes three consecutive playoff games now that Bodan has been held out of the lineup. Of course, he was a former first-round pick of the Blackhawks back in 2018, the same draft that they selected Adam Boquist at number eight. And it's just been a, a really sloppy year for Nicholas Bodan. When you're not able to crack the Ice Hogs lineup for postseason play for their most meaningful action of the season, it's certainly concerning about his future at the NHL level. And we really only saw Bodan play a couple of games up with the Blackhawks this season after I believe he played in 18 or 20 games last year. Uh, the lack of progression, it has to be concerning. And I mean, to not even be cracking the lineup for the Rockford Icehawks, it's leaving me shaking my head. And I'm definitely worried about Nicholas Bodan's future. And um, for someone who I, I wasn't super high on Bodan, but I did believe his ceiling was relatively higher than a lot of the prospects in the Blackhawks pipelines. That's why around the midseason, even though he didn't get off to a great start in Rockford, I still had him near the top of my prospect rankings. But after what we've seen 
uh, throughout the entirety of this season and now being scratched in three consecutive playoff games. I don't even know if Bodan would be a top 10 prospect in the organization at this point. It, it's, it's certainly concerning. And um, maybe because the black or the Blackhawks, maybe because the ice hogs fell six to two last night and had a pretty shoddy defensive effort. Um, maybe Sorensen puts him in there and gives him his playoff debut uh, tomorrow night for game two, but we're going to have to wait and see. I'm still not all that confident that's going to happen. And um, with the Blackhawks having so many defensemen in the pipelines that are going to try to step on the scene these next few years, you have to wonder if they're thinking about potentially moving Bodan and giving him a fresh start somewhere else. I don't know. It's just going to be tough for him moving forward when a lot of guys, it seems like, have surpassed him um, in terms of potentially playing for the Blackhawks next season. You got to think of Alec Regula. Alex Vlasic, who's not with the Ice Hogs for this playoff run, Ian Mitchell, even Isaac Phillips is someone who's really kind of surprised a lot of uh, people around the organization for the Blackhawks being a, a fifth round pick not too long ago and already having made his NHL debut. Bodan seems to be behind most of those guys right now. So not what you want to see out, out of Nicholas Bodan still yet to make his AHL postseason debut. And we're going to have to see if that comes on Saturday, tomorrow night at the Allstate Arena. The last little thing I wanted to talk about from this game, Arvid Soderblom, for the first time in these AHL playoffs, looked human because, as I said, after Lucas Reichel put Rockford ahead 1-0 early on in the first period, the Wolves struck twice in the final minute to take a 2-1 to lead and then kind of just poured it on from there. I'm not blaming Soderblom because the defense in front of him absolutely was shoddy and they gave up way too many high danger chances. They were just getting peppered. I think the final shots on goal tally was like 38 to 18 or something along those lines. It was all wolves last night. So you can't really blame Soderblom too much here. Uh, but like I said, for the first time in the, these AHL playoffs, he looked human. He gave up five goals on 27 shots and was pulled after 40 minutes in favor of Kale Morris, who entered the game in the third period, and then literally 36 seconds in, the Wolves add another one. Stefan Nason with the second of the game to make it 6-1. to one. So the goaltending probably was not the problem for the Ice Hogs last night, um, but Soderbaum, hopefully that will put a chip on his shoulder to come back and put together a real strong effort here in Game 2. That seems like the only way that the Ice Hogs are going to have a chance against this deep of a Chicago Wolves team. And that's what we saw in the play-in series against Texas. Arvid Soderblom was absolutely standing on his head. He stopped 69 of the 70 shots that he faced in that series. So hopefully he'll be able to bounce back and will be able to lead the Ice Hogs to a Game 2 victory at Allstate Arena with your boy in attendance. All right, there was a quick breakdown of the Ice Hogs. 6-2 loss to the Chicago Wolves last night. Coming up in just a moment, I will get into the Minnesota Wild being knocked out of the Stanley Cup playoffs. But first, I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers and do-it-yourselfers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now to save both money and time while shopping for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even as much as 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or at a new car dealership? 
Chain stores and car dealerships have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. But with rockauto.com, you can cut out the middleman and their prices are the same for everybody and they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle from motor oil to tail lamps and even carpet. And it's the same. You can also choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, those prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much money and time for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you will ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices? And be sure to let them know that the Lockdown Podcast Network sent you. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Getting into segment two now today, I wanted to be sure to talk for a couple of moments about the Minnesota Wild falling to the St. Louis Blues in game six last night as they are now officially eliminated from the Stanley Cup playoffs. And of course, for the Blackhawks and for us fans, that was one series in particular that we were watching with a close eye due to the trade that those two teams were involved in at the trade deadline, which of course sent Marc-Andre Fleury to Minnesota in exchange for a conditional 2022 draft pick. And those conditions were if the Minnesota Wild were able to reach the Western Conference Final, plus Marc-Andre Fleury picked up at least four of the eight wins necessary to do so, then the second round pick that Minnesota sent to Chicago would become a first round pick in this year's NHL draft. But of course, the Wild get knocked out last night. And now the Blackhawks, after we saw their results from the draft lottery earlier this week as well, where they landed the sixth overall pick, meaning it would be sent to Columbus as part of the Seth Jones trade. Because of both of those factors, now we know officially that the Hawks will be without a first round pick in this year's draft. They could have potentially had two had they gotten a top two selection and had Minnesota been able to advance, had Flurry been the one backstopping them throughout the way. But now we know that's not going to happen. It's going to be another year for the Blackhawks without a first round pick. They did have a first round pick last year. It just happened to be number 32, the final pick of the first round. And they took Nolan Allen, who said this a couple of days ago, a lot of scouts and people who followed the NHL draft weren't even sure that he was going to be a second round pick. So basically the Blackhawks have gone without a first round pick in back-to-back years. Number 32 is barely a first round pick. We're going to see what happens with Nolan Allen. Hopefully he'll turn out to be a first round pick type of player one day down the road. But yeah, this is definitely another tough pill for the Blackhawks to swallow. Of course, with, with the team being where they're at right now as a franchise and with the prospect pool being rather thin aside from Lucas Reichel. And, you know, I, I put Arvid Soderblom and Ian Mitchell as two guys up near the top, but still not shoe-ins to be um, solid players at the NHL level by any means. I mean, neither is Reichel, of course, but it, it, it was very clear that he has the top potential out of anyone in that group. But overall, it's a very thin Blackhawks pipeline, especially at the forward position. And to not have a chance to take someone who can help in that area in this year's draft once again. Uh, it, it's a low blow for the Chicago Blackhawks. Those are the type of pieces they need to be adding 
going forward and able uh, in order to turn this thing around. And because of that, because they have such a thin pipeline and because they don't have a first round pick this year, they haven't um, exactly had uh, great NHL drafts the last two years with the positions they've been in. Again, they swapped their 12th pick for the 32nd to Columbus last year. It's really put them kind of in a hole. And that's why I think Kyle Davidson and this front office are saying this is probably going to be a patient approach on the rebuild. And we're thinking three to five years down the line, because again, given the position the Blackhawks are in, they need to add to that pipeline pool in order for this to turn around. They need to bring in in in-house talent. They can't go the Stan Bowman route and just continue swapping young players for proven older players or taking gambles on others or getting rid of first round picks. That's what led to the Blackhawks being where they are right now, being in this deep hole with uh, no way out. And it seems to only be getting deeper at this point, drafting and developing talent. That's the way they need to go about this. That's the correct method of turning things around here in Chicago and not having a first round pick. It's going to be tough to do that uh, as fast as we all, uh, as us all, as all of us fans would like. So, Tough to see Minnesota go down last night. It's the only time ever I think I've been cheering for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, And Marc-Andre Fleury, by the way, did not get the start last night in Game 6, which was certainly a bold move by Wild head coach Dean Evason. Fleury started each of the first five games of the series. Talbot uh, had not played a second up to that point. And while he was on a really strong stretch to end the regular season after they acquired Fleury. He was spectacular, but to go with the separate goalie in game six of the series and knowing what we do now, obviously it didn't work. It was certainly a a bold move. One that I did not see coming. I really thought that uh, Fleury would be given, you know, with his experience, that would be someone they could rely on to go and shut the door for game six and hopefully force a game seven back in Minnesota. Flurry, I mean, has all the experience in the playoffs that you would want. So that, that was definitely a weird choice. And at that point um, with Talbot replacing Flurry last night, that basically guaranteed that the Blackhawks weren't going to get their first round pick from Minnesota because it was either going to go two ways. The Wild were either going to lose in game six to St. Louis, which is what ended up happening, or Cam Talbot was going to stand on his head. The Wild were going to claw their way back. Maybe they go and pick up a game seven win, but if that were to happen, you would have to figure Cam Talbot would be a big part of it. So either way, it it didn't seem the outlook was very bleak once I saw that Marc-Andre Fleury was replaced by Cam Talbot at the morning skate yesterday. So um, it's official, though, now with the Wild being knocked out. The Blackhawks have no picks in the first round of the 2022 NHL draft. All right, there are some thoughts on the Minnesota Wild being knocked out of the Stanley Cup playoffs last night by the St. Louis Blues. Coming up in just a minute, I will discuss the latest updates from Team USA at the 2022 IIHF World Championship. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bilt Bar, which is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Summer is coming and you're going to need some food for being on the go. Well, Bilt Bars are the perfect snack to take with you everywhere you go. Throw them into your bags, throw them into your kids' bags, and make sure that everyone has a bar to be fueled for their summer adventures. And the best part about Bilt Bars is that they're both delicious and healthy. So there's no more sacrificing 
delicious food for health because with Built Bar, you can have both. You can get the best of both worlds. And have you tried Built Bar Puffs yet? Because if not, then you're seriously missing out on one of the best tasting protein bars on the market with flavors like banana cream pie and cinnamon churro. And best of all, they're only 140 calories and have 17 grams or more of protein in each bar. So head on over to Built.com right now and be sure to use our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com with the exclusive promo code LOCKED15, one word LOCKED in all caps, followed by the number 15 to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Moving on into segment three now today before I wrap things up this morning. I also wanted to be sure to provide some updates out of the opening game for Team USA at the 2022 IIHF World Championship. As I talked about on the show on Wednesday, this was an 8.15 a.m. Central Time puck drop for Team USA in Latvia. Of course, the World Championships are taking part in Finland this year, so makes a lot of sense as to why the time differential is so large. But we had some early morning hockey going on here today, folks. And the Blackhawks players suiting up for Team USA made quite an impact in this opening game against Latvia. But before I get into some of the good news, sadly, there is some bad news here. As Caleb Jones, who was one of three Blackhawks named to the United States roster, along with his brother Seth and forward Sam Lafferty, Caleb unfortunately was sent back to the United States and will not be taking part in the 2022 IIHF World Championships due to an injury. At the moment, we don't know how serious it is or even what has been affecting him, what led to this decision of him leaving the tournament before it even got started. But damn, that's definitely a tough break for Caleb Jones. He was going to probably play a a pretty big part on the back end for Team USA, considering overall this roster isn't very deep. Uh, So I thought he was probably going to be a top four defenseman throughout this tournament for the United States. Uh, And then I saw Team USA and USA Hockey tweet out their lines and defensive pairings for this game against Latvia. I didn't see Caleb Jones in there, and I was like, no way. They're healthy, scratching him. I mean, come on. Again, take a look at this roster. Caleb Jones is going to be in the lineup. And then not too long after, the team announced that Caleb officially will be uh, out for the remainder of the tournament and has already headed back to the United States. So a tough break there for Caleb and also I think kind of a tough break there for the Blackhawks because they have a really uh, difficult decision to make here over the summer on what to do with Caleb Jones. Obviously, Seth is his older brother, and Seth is going to be a big part of this rebuild here in Chicago. And even though this wasn't exactly what he signed up for when he first got traded, he's handled everything well so far. We've heard Derek King and Kyle Davidson both talk about him taking on a leadership role and wanting to be part of the solution here in Chicago. So I've thought, you know, with him handling this rather well, maybe that inclines Kyle Davidson in the front office to keep Caleb around in order to make Seth happy. I know that definitely should not be part of the plans and should not be the full reason why to bring him back. I mean, the Blackhawks need to be making every decision correctly for the next couple of years in order to turn this thing around properly. Um, But again, with the team 
probably not too focused on winning next season, especially because they're still alive in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. seems like next year could be a, a, a good season for the Blackhawks to kind of let Caleb go out there again and then have a little bit more data and more games of action in order to properly um, analyze what type of player he's going to be down the road. He's still relatively young in his NHL career. He's barely over 100 uh, games played so far. So tough that the Blackhawks aren't going to see him get some more action here over the summer for Team USA. And um, I wonder, though, if, if this injury, we don't know how serious it is. Again, we don't even know what body part it's to. Um, but I do wonder if that injury could affect the Blackhawks' decision on Caleb Jones over the summer. All right, getting into the good news, though, for Team USA this morning, folks, in their opening game against Latvia, Seth Jones nets a power play goal. You heard me right. A power play goal from defenseman Seth Jones. And the reason I'm putting emphasis on that, of course, is because not only did Jones go without scoring a power play goal for the Blackhawks through the entire season, but each and every one of their defensemen, no one, no power play goals from a defenseman for the Blackhawks this year. That's the first time that happened since 1970, 1971, I believe. It was either 70-71 or 71-72 when the Buffalo Sabres did that in their inaugural season. So, of course, in the opening game of the World Championship, Seth Jones goes out and blasts a power play goal home, of course. But Seth put together a really strong game here so far. Last time I checked, uh, the game's probably over now, but last time I checked my phone, it was 4-0 Team USA. After 40 minutes, they were in full control, very likely to go on and take the opening game. And Seth Jones was a big part of it. Of course, he had that goal that I already talked about. He also added a primary assist with a great breakout play in transition, which led to Thomas Bordalo's goal, which put the United States ahead 3 to nothing. And then in the opening couple of minutes, ooh, hiccup. Sorry, folks. In the opening couple of minutes of the second period, my boy, top six, Sam Lafferty, who was playing top line center for Team USA in this one against Latvia, which is. Uh, Kind of hilarious and sad in its own way because, you know, I love seeing my boy Top Six Sam back in the top six, but if he's the top line center for this team, oh, aye, 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 they're, they're not looking very good. Um, but Lafferty with a heck of a snipe past Latvia goaltender Elvis Mers Lincolns for his first career international goal. That put Team USA ahead four to nothing. Uh, I'll give it a quick gander right now to see if I have any updates on Twitter, but they were in full control of that one. Definitely should have gone on and won. Oh, here we go. An update on Caleb Jones just 25 seconds ago from Scott Powers. Impeccable timing by your boy here to check his phone. Caleb Jones suffered a left wrist injury during an exhibition game prior to the World Championships and is returning to Chicago out of an abundance of caution to be further examinated. And I do believe Caleb Jones... Uh, a wrist injury is what cost him the early part of the season for the Blackhawks. So hopefully it's nothing too serious. And again, based on this comment, out of an abundance of caution, uh, I feel like they're just taking the safe route here. Obviously, Blackhawks have had players go down in international tournaments before Kirby Doc snapped his wrist in a very gruesome injury uh, at the World Championships a couple years ago. So I understand why, if it's not if it's not that serious of an injury, I would understand why the Blackhawks would want to bring him back. But yeah, definitely a tough break there for 
uh, Caleb Jones. I forgot the whole purpose. I was checking my phone was to see if the United States won this opening game. Let's see here. Lafferty makes it four to nothing. It was a beautiful snipe, by the way, folks. If uh, you haven't seen the goal yet, I definitely recommend doing so. Man, just don't. Not a lot of people following this game right now. I'm not gonna lie to you, folks. All right, I'm just gonna assume the USA went and closed this one out. But a large part of that performance overall today was thanks to a couple of Chicago Blackhawks players. Seth Jones picks up a goal and a primary assist. And Sam Lafferty goes top shelf for his first career international goal. Hopefully we'll be seeing more of that from both of those Blackhawks players as the 2022 IIHF World Championships continue throughout the weekend and into next week. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Friday, May 13th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show. And be sure to go and follow the podcast. Follow Lockdown Blackhawks on your favorite podcast app. And go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. And you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, go and check out the Lockdown NHL podcast for all the latest news and info on every team that's still alive in the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to check out Lockdown NHL right now wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything on the show or on the Chicago Blackhawks, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on any one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, Thanks again for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.